here. Welcome to the Let's Unclutter It podcast, where we will discuss simple solutions for getting different aspects of your home and life organized. I spend most of my free time on Instagram, where you can follow me at Unclutter It, but will occasionally post here when I have the time and energy. So you have an ongoing resource for uncluttering your world. Let's get organized. You know it's important to get your home and your life organized. And I know it's important to get your home and your life organized. But what if the rest of your family doesn't agree or probably more likely doesn't care? What are you supposed to do? You want that organized house. You want an organized life because everything flows and feels better when everything has a home. Let's talk about some tips that you can use in your house to help your family out. So you've started getting your home and your life organized, but it seems the rest of your family is not as enthusiastic about the journey as you would have hoped. You've purchased all the cute little containers for all the snacks in your pantry. You've lined up everyone's shoes in order from biggest to smallest near the front door and labeled literally everything in the house so everyone knows where everything goes when they're done with it. And suddenly people are pretending like they don't know how to read, snacks are somehow in the bathroom, shoes are mismatched, and nothing is in its correctly labeled container? What's the solution here? This is the time when you get a new family. I'm totally kidding. Unless you think that's the only way you're going to solve your problem. Totally kidding again. Kind of. No, I'm kidding. Okay, let's be honest for a minute. Without really putting a strain on your relationships, you can't force someone else to do something they don't want to do. This is especially true if what you are demanding they do is not something they care deeply about. Since that is probably one of the top 10 questions I get as a professional organizer, it's worth repeating again. Your family is not going to suddenly start being organized just because you want them to do it. This is especially true if, up until this point of their lives, your home has never been necessarily organized. Changing a habit takes time. They say that it takes a month or up to 66 days for a habit, a new habit, to become automatic, where you do it without thinking about it. 66 days is a long time. So you can't just expect your family to start picking up their stuff because you want them to. So we're looking for long-term solutions to a potentially lifelong problem. Just as your kids or your spouse learn any new skill in life, you will have to teach them the fine art of getting organized. An example You didn't just tell your kid to up and tie his shoes one day when he was four, and miraculously, he's never tripping over laces again. It doesn't happen that way. You have to practice. You also can't yell at your kids and tell them to clean up their rooms 
expecting a day's worth of play, all the toys out, to be organized before dinner, if you've never helped them understand where their things belong, or even how to begin sorting when it's an overwhelming pile of stuff. See last episode. (laughs) Children who are never taught to take care of their things become adults who don't know how to take care of their things. You can ask my (laughs) ex-husband. If they don't have the skills and knowledge about how to get organized, they won't be able to execute the task at hand no matter how loudly you yell at them. When it comes to teaching your kids to get organized, you can use an incentive program so they're motivated to take charge of their chores and their behavior. At our house, when my daughter was a little bit younger, we would use the marble jar system. I also used this when I was teaching and it worked really well for a classroom of 30 kids. So I know it can work for multiple children and I've also used it for my one daughter and she loved it. We probably started when she was about four and used this motivation, this incentive program until maybe the beginning of this year and she's nine. So it lasted a long time. It's all about the follow through. So what we did, she would have 20 marbles and throughout the years it became less and less because she didn't need as much incentive. But we started out with 20 marbles and an empty glass jar where she would deposit marbles into in order to get a small prize of her choice. And now I don't like clutter in my house, so it wasn't a bunch of little trinkets. It could be a sticker maybe, but generally it was an extra half hour of free time before bed so she could play or read an extra book or do whatever she wanted for 30 minutes. Or maybe some additional screen time where she got to use my phone or her tablet or watch a show. So randomly, I would catch my daughter putting her own clothes away without being asked or organizing her schoolwork on her own or taking her breakfast dishes to the sink when she was done. And when she would do any of these things, I would give her a marble. If I asked her to straighten up her desk and she did it without complaining, I would praise her willingness to get the job done in a respectable manner, and she would get a marble for that. She's supposed to do it, but she's doing it without complaining. So you get to choose which behavior you're wanting to address that day or that week. But I was always looking to reward good behavior instead of calling attention to the negative behavior. So instead of saying, oh, wow, looks like you haven't taken care of your desk today. I really like how you picked that paper off the floor and put it in the garbage can instead of leaving it on the floor. You look for the positive, not the negative, because that's what you're trying to enforce, the positive. She did not expect a marble every time she did something right, because I explained her that's not the way life works. But as a young child, she would still occasionally need the reassurance that she's doing something correctly as she was acquiring all of these new-to-her skills. As a former educator myself and a current mom, I know there's research out there for and against incentive programs. You will know what's best for your family, and you'll just have to discover solutions that work, and maybe sometimes they won't. But then you choose something else and you keep trying until you find the thing that does work for you. 
Obviously, as a parent, you don't want to train your children to get rewarded every single time they do something right. The danger of that is that they won't do anything unless they get something. That didn't work for us that way. Um, The incentive marble system worked for our family, uh, but throughout the years, we did kind of taper it off in its frequency of use. And she never did expect to get something every time she did a chore. More on that in a second. When my daughter was younger, she would get marbles for finishing her work more frequently than she did when she was older. She might get a marble every single time she put her breakfast dish away. And then it would turn into every other day. And then every third day. And then maybe once a week. She didn't need that reminder as much because the habit was starting to form. The older she gets, the less encouragement she needs to stay organized and behave appropriately in our home. And hopefully outside of our home as well. All of these habits take years to create. And they're now ingrained in her. That's what happens when you form a habit. You don't even think twice about it. You do it enough and it just becomes something that you do. She's also aware of the rule (laughs) that if you ask for a marble and the recognition that you've done something right, I would take a marble out of the jar. And that didn't happen very often. I think it happened once. But we have to learn that Good deeds sometimes go unnoticed, but that doesn't mean that we don't do them. As adults, we're incentivized, whether people see us or don't see us, to do good work at our jobs when we get paid, right? Or if you're a stay-at-home mom, you're incentivized in other ways. But we don't always get a pat on the back when we do something great at work. But we know it's the right thing to do. We've been trained to do good work, and while it would be nice to get a cupcake or some encouragement when we've done what we're asked, as adults, we don't need a prize every time we do something right. Having an incentive program for your kids can help them learn and understand their roles in the family while keeping their things organized in a more enjoyable and kid-friendly way. Now, when it comes to getting your spouse organized... He might not take kindly to the idea of a marble incentive jar. Unless, no, I won't go there. (laughs) As adults, you may need to have a conversation about why having an organized home is important to you. There should be a mutual respect in any relationship where you're able to share your struggles with one another and come up with a compromise that works for both of you. When I ask my husband to please not wear his shoes on the carpet so I don't have to clean it 57 times a year, he respects my request. When he asked me to please remove the mountains of hair in the shower drain, because I have very, very, very long hair, um, so he doesn't have to stand in a pool of water every day, I respect his request. If there's something that really matters to you, you have to have a conversation about it. Don't push it down deep and let the resentment pile up. Bring it up. However, there are certain things in life, when you really think about them, that are truly not important. Not putting his dishes in the dishwasher instead of the sink. Not putting his shoes on the shoe rack, even though they're right in front of the shoe rack. 
leaving his clothes on the floor, those are not reasons for your world to come crashing down. And now I'm not talking about days when your hormones are going crazy and everything is going wrong. You know, something is going to tip you over the edge. But on a daily basis, these little things shouldn't be the end of your world. All the little things can start to add up though. So if your spouse is not doing his fair share of work around the house and it's a struggle for you, speak up. After a long day of work, they might not realize that their clothes don't magically make it off the floor into the laundry and end up folded neatly into their drawers each night unless you explain the sorcery. (laughs) A little heart-to-heart conversation can go a long way. And kind of realizing that You know, even if you are a stay-at-home mom and your job is in the home and it never ends, they might not realize it that way. It's all about perspective. So you have to have those conversations and talk about what your responsibilities look like. What happens, though, if you've tried incentive programs and you've given it a fair shot, you didn't just do it for a day or two, you followed through for a week or two, you've tried asking nicely, you've had the deep conversations about what you need, and it's still just not working, here's the bad news for you. You're going to have to do it yourself. Or if you are busy, you work outside of the home, or you work in the home, and you just don't have the time, hire someone else to do it for you. You have to delegate. If something really bothers you that much, you might have to take matters into your own hands. I'm sorry to have to tell you this. And again, it's all about perspective. So remember those times that he unclogs the toilet for you or that he brought takeout home so you didn't have to cook or all the times that he changed the oil in your car because you're helpless when it comes to keeping your car up and running or fill in the blank, whatever your spouse does for you, remember the things that they're good at. Guess what that's called? It's called love. We're not all good at all the things. So remembering the ways that your family is good at showing their love will be beneficial to you. While I do absolutely believe that a behavior can, in fact, be learned by anyone, sometimes it's just easier to take charge of the responsibilities that you're best at doing in the name of love and bringing some sanity into your world. So organize your family's drawers for them and then make them do the chores that you hate, like taking out the trash. I am going to keep my timer task short today. As I'm recording this podcast, I'm in Michigan, Detroit, Michigan, and we're getting slammed with snow. We're supposed to get up to two feet, so they say. And so my timer task today, since I don't have to work, I'm at home and the snow just keeps coming on down, I'm going to try to get out there every hour, maybe every other hour, we'll see how fast it's coming down, and try and keep the driveway cleared. So that way, instead of waiting for when we have two feet of snow, It will be a little easier if I just do it chunk by chunk. Wish me luck.
So that's it for this week. Maybe try out an incentive program with your kiddos to help them be a little more motivated to help you around the house. Have those deep conversations with your spouse, things that are really bothering you. Don't hold that resentment in. It doesn't do anybody any good. And if none of that works out, just realize that you being able to keep your home organized is a way that you can show your family how much you love them. Change your perspective and it will change your life. Good luck getting organized. Thanks for joining me this week on the Let's Unclutter It podcast. Have a fantastic rest of your week and good luck getting organized. Remember, the most important part of getting organized is making the time to do it and actually getting started. Happy organizing.